Welcome to Behavioral Grooves. My name is Kurt Nelson. And I'm Tim Houlihan. Behavioral Grooves is the podcast where our guests help us understand why we do what we do in long-form conversations, at least usually. At least usually? What do you mean, Tim? Well, in this edition of the podcast, which we call a grooving session, Kurt and I have a quick conversation about an aspect of behavioral science that is near and dear to our work as practitioners. I love grooving sessions. (laughs) I know, it's great. (laughs) And I know that whatever we want to talk about today is going to be more important than whatever we have scheduled to talk about next week, right? That is a great example of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah! Because we're going to talk about temporal discounting and its closely related cousins. All right, cousins such as hyperbolic discounting and temporal construal. Yeah. All right, those are very scientific words, but let's let's we'll try to explain this, all right? So let's begin with temporal discounting. Temporal discounting is where we tend to value events in the near term more than similar events that are sometime off in that far future distance. Is that right? Exactly. Well, let's break it down this way. So temporal is really a word that refers to time, and discounting is a word that refers to reducing something. So really, it's about the more time, the more reduction there is. That's a great way of talking about it. And this is a really common bias that we all have. Is that right? Very common. Okay. So let's talk about some of the cousins, all right? So one of the cousins to temporal discounting is hyperbolic discounting, which is very similar, but it has a few nuances that make it different. Hyperbolic discounting is the tendency for people to have a stronger preference for more immediate payoffs relative to later payoffs, which can lead people to make choices today that their future selves would have preferred them not to have made. Kind of like Seinfeld's nighttime guy versus morning guy. (laughs) Right. And another cousin to temporal discounting is temporal construal, where near-term events are valued in very concrete ways, but distant-term events seem to be very vague. Okay. This is a lot to take in. So... Let's just focus this discussion on one simple concept. Okay. That there are non-rational differences in how we view sooner versus later. Mm -hmm. All of these biases probably evolved for good reasons over thousands of years of human development and in much simpler times. But these days, our world is very complex, and these biases can get in the way of our best decision making. Yeah, definitely. These biases all contradict the predictions of purely rational choice if time were not a factor. Okay, so let's talk about the traps that we fall into because of temporal discounting. All right. So temporal discounting is a key pillar in several of the behavioral science aspects of neuroeconomics, behavioral economics, neuromarketing, and a vast variety of other things. Right. All right. So what are some of the research that uh, has identified this? What's some of the fun stuff that well, we can learn well, from? Well, let's just start with, how about retail? Okay. What, what, what it's like to be a purchaser when you go to a retail store and, and you see a, a, a sweater, for instance, and yep. you like it, and it's not on sale. And you... You can rationally think that most products, most of the products that are hanging on the the racks at retailers today, clothes, are going to be on sale at some point in the future. Well, in some stores and others, they might be, you know, too small and not just go away, right? <laughs> so you're speaking from personal experience. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's go on with there's this example. A, there's at least the chance that it's going to be on sale. And if you waited 
a, a little week, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month, it could go on sale. You could save money. Right. So for instance, you could, you could do a thought experiment. If, if, uh, you had a sweater for a hundred dollars today, but you knew, you knew that in three or four weeks that that store is going to have a big sale. It's their annual sale. And that sweater is going to go on sale for $90 instead of a hundred. The idea of, of temporal discounting and hyperbolic discounting on that, that is that, yeah. Hey, I should probably wait. It's $10 I can save. Well, the rational thought is we should wait and the save. The economic, rational actor, yeah. wow, that's a $10 discount, and for, for the amount of time, whatever that time is, uh, I should wait. However, that's not how we respond, right? No, we view those distant events as being less valuable, and it's too risky, and it might not be there, and I really need it now. Right. I need it now, so I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to buy it at the full price, and you know what? It's going to be great, and I'm going to love it, and then all my rationalizing stuff kicks into place. So it's a Veruca Salt thing, right? (laughs) Daddy, I want it now. I want it now. That's a Willy Wonka reference for (laughs) those of you who might not be familiar. So- (laughs) So I know that there was, there was some really interesting research done on this where they talked about, all right, so if you could get, uh, if you were to get $10 today or wait a month and get $12, right? Most people pick the $10 today, but when they changed this, they changed the concept of saying, all right, can I, if you get $10 in one year or you get $12 in 13 months, yeah. again, the difference between waiting uh, one month to get the additional $2, most people waited 13 months. Yeah. Chris She did a lot of this work at University of Chicago. Max Bazerman is a big, uh, has done a lot of work in this. George Lowenstein has done mm-hmm. a lot of work in, in this as well. And Chris She started this work on uh, with chocolates. And I okay. and really, really loved this idea of, of the way he framed it as you get a, a half a box of your favorite chocolate today or a full box of your chocolate in a week. Okay. Which is not very long of a time. No, it's a week. But most people would say they'd rather just have the chocolate, a half a box of chocolate today. And then he says, okay, so let's change the scenario to where you get a half a box of chocolate 12 months from now, and you get the full box of chocolate 12 months plus one week from today. And everybody, everybody just says, well, I'm, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Because we, we discount. We discount what the value of that waiting is. And we say, ah, it's not in the future. And it kind of relates to this idea that the future events are just more vague. Mm. It's, it's less concrete. And it's much easier for us to get into the concreteness of, I could have the chocolate, the half a box of chocolate today. Well, isn't there that emotional response that you start salivating, right? You're a Pavlovian <laughs> dog where the chocolate is right there. I, mm, I want the chocolate now, you know? It's it's the root, I want it now, daddy. Don't give me the golden goose tomorrow. I want the golden goose today. It is the Veruca salt syndrome, I think. Yeah, and so with that, we think about this. Um, when you go out a year, right, you don't have that immediate salivation happening. And so that week difference then also it's relatively, if you think about that going out a year, one week to a year is relatively small, right? It's one week out of 52 uh, weeks in the year. So it's 152nd more versus, you know, one day, you know, today versus, you know, seven days. Which is a huge difference. Right. Yeah. And and we frame it differently. Yes. Even though the framing could just be, it's still just a week's difference. 
it's still just seven days. But that's not how our brains operate. No. And no. so when we think about those things, it really changes how we perceive the value yeah. uh, and what we want. Uh, Scott Jeffrey used to say uh, to me that uh, we are, we as humans are percentage smart and absolute foolish. That we can detect, we can detect uh, a one, we can pick up a one pound weight and tell the difference between a one pound weight and a two pound weight, which is still one pound. The absolute difference between those two is one pound, but the difference is a hundred percent. Okay. And yet we can't tell the difference between a 25 pound weight and a 26 pound weight, which is still a one pound difference. And if we're good enough at picking up one pound versus two pounds and telling the difference, why wouldn't we be the, able to tell the difference between 25 pounds and 26 pounds? And, and we are percentage-wise, we're good about the percentage, but not so good about the absolute. It's that just noticeable difference piece, right? So yeah, that's so. a really interesting facet yeah. of this. All right, so how do we apply these concepts in the world that we work in, right? Well, they come into play in healthcare a lot, right? Okay. In, our, in our own health and how we how we think about how we're going to eat and drink and exercise and, and smoke. Like this is a big thing for smoking cessation where smokers easily rationalize, well, I'm just going to have one right now. And yeah. that's not really going to affect me long term, right? Because that, that future is very vague and very uncertain. And so it's very easy for us to rationalize, well, I'll just do it today. I'll just, I'll just have that burger with the fries. I, I, I could have the burger with the salad, but, but I'm not. I'm going to have the burger with the fries. And, and so, because uh, that's, uh, that's very concrete to me, and it would be very pleasing to me to do it right now. And the future, I don't know, the future, whatever the future is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just way out there. Right. So I think, again, to the point of, us being able to optimize our our long-term benefits, we get shortchanged because of temporal discounting because we are the results of the thing and we want things now. So it's harder for us to make those long-term, really positive decisions whether it be retirement savings, whether it be very much so, you know, eating healthier, exercising, all of those facets yeah. that come into play. You know, Gretchen Chapman even went so far as to say that it's really hard for us to implement these short-term changes that improve our future health because of temporal discounting. Right. It's very, very difficult for I us. I want my damn Oreos today. Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I shouldn't because long-term, it's going to put some extra pounds on me and I don't want to do that, but, you know, for today. All right, so let's think about this from... Uh, a work perspective. And I know from an incentive perspective and dealing like if you were talking about salespeople, right, there can be some really interesting facets of this that come into play. So let's talk a little bit about that. So salespeople are motivated to to sell. They they have deadlines every month of get the sales done now. And they they have quotas and things. So there's a lot of pressure on them to get it done. And they'll often try to entice a customer to get to buy today using a discount. Okay. Which reduces the amount of total amount of revenue to the firm, to their company, and it probably reduces their commission yeah. as well. So, they, so they're actually not working in their best self-interest. If they think that they can get the customer to buy in the long term at the full price, then why not stick with that? 
and whether that's a week or two weeks or two months out, wouldn't it be better to have the full priced sale rather than a discounted sale just to get the commission today? Well, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, right? This is this is the, the classic uh, wisdom about temporal construal, right? Because I know that I've got this. I can think very concretely about the events in the near term and the future events are vague and risky and I don't know if I should go for that. Exactly. But because of that, we may not be optimizing, if I'm a salesperson, my own uh, best interest or the company's best interest in that case. Definitely. Uh, the customer gets a great benefit from it because they get it at what they wanted at a lower price. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up with a couple of notes. So our main theme is really about the unequal ways we value things that for all practical purposes should be equal. And time is a big thing that influences that inequality. Yeah. So temporal discounting and hyperbolic discounting and temporal construal, well, they're all related to this idea of when things happen influences how much we value them. Right. And the trouble is that unequal treatment of things in time gets in the way of making good decisions. Sales reps mistake smaller, more immediate payouts of commissions over larger but longer term payouts. Yeah. Consumers they frequently give in to buying things today rather than waiting for that item to go on sale and saving money. And worst of all, we make choices about our health more often based on how we feel right now rather than how we will feel in the future. If you find our show interesting, share it with a friend or a colleague or with your students uh, if you're a teacher. This is the best and easiest way to help grow the community. Send them a text or an email that links to behavioralgrooves.com and tell them that they should give us a try. Or you could give us a five-star review or a recommendation on Apple or Spotify or any other service that you'd like to listen to us on. Kurt and I review them all and we'd love to see what you think. These shows are our passion. We do this on our own time with our own money. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes I know both of our consultancies are based on bringing behavioral science insights into companies. And yes, the knowledge and insights that we gain from talking to our guests and grooving on these things helps in that. But this is a passion of love for us. And we want to thank you, our listeners. You're the reason that we do it. And we love hearing from you. So please, please leave that review or contact us directly uh, through the behaviorgrooves.com or on Twitter. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.